Everybody that you meet, you can learn something from them. It's not necessarily what you achieve in life that matters most, but it's who you become in the process of those achievements that really matters. We all need people who believe in us. They expand the boundaries we place on our own lives. What makes me most proud is how I played the game. Being real, authentic, and spontaneous, and loving the game, to me, is what it was all about. When you retire, you may get a chance to go to football heaven. This is football heaven. Hello and welcome to The Mission. I'm Jameer Howerton and we have a very special guest. I like to say VVIP, very, very important people. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the honor to be joined by the President of Communications and Community Engagement. I like that title of Alt Care Health Plans, Mr. Mike Galena. Mike, welcome to The Mission. Uh, Joy, it's a joy and an honor to be with all of you. And boy, when you say that, it sounds like I'm really all that in a bag of chips. You are all that in really a bag of not. chips. Really not. Just glad to be along and lift you guys up. So it's a joy to be here. Well, Mike, we're going to dive into your history. But before we talk about why you're here today, here at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, we have this new new feature led by our University Hall of Fame team. It's called Lunch and Learn, and it gives me and my teammates an opportunity to be inspired by some great people because our CEO, President David Baker, always says that, you know what, you may not be a Hall of Famer on the field, but you mm -hmm. can live a Hall of Fame life. And ladies and gentlemen, we are here today with a Hall of Famer mm -hmm. and a man who leads by and exemplifies everything of excellence. Lunch and Learn, let's talk about what you're gonna be doing today. Jameer, Lunch and Learn, first of all, is an honor to be asked to come involved with your team. Knowing that I'm following up the iconic Joe Horrigan, <laughs> who did last month's, you know, no pressure here with me, but take, with Joe, it's amazing what he knows, and he blends that Hall of Fame history with just the history of the game. So a little bit of energy with me to say, I gotta measure up. But what we're gonna do today is actually unlock the personal strengths of each of the employees that attend today from a heartfelt side on how do we create a relationship above our brand and how we communicate that to one another. It's not our words. It's actually the environment we create around ourselves and the personality that we insert into it. That's our energy. And then the communication of that needs formulated through our personality. So we're gonna have a great time with that through some unique things. Bag of Tostitos, looking at a huddle, spend a little bit of time even with something called the nail. So there's my teaser for what's about to happen at lunch today. Wow, well, you know, the third bullet point of the Hall's mission is to promote the values. And people are like, well, what are the values? And you look at the values of the Hall is commitment, integrity, excellence, and respect, courage. When you think of those words, which one resonates to you? I always go to integrity. Mm -hmm. it, it moves quickly for me because it connects to so many things that we do every day. Can you be on time? Mm -hmm. Is your word your word? Do you energize people and lift them up around you? So basically the definition of integrity is what you do with your words, actions, and behaviors. All those others filter around it. So integrity jumps up quickly for me because if that's in the room, the others can engage with those who are in the room. That's what's up. I like that. I like that. And, uh, you know, your position with Alt Care and one of Vice President of Communications, but one thing that jumped out to me was community engagement, engaging the community. And when you look at our community surrounded here and you have this beacon of light, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, what does that mean to you and to know that we have excellence right around us? Mm, I love that phrase, excellence right around us, and how the Hall connects to community engagement. I'm going to put that word celebrate right up front. 
if we take time to celebrate it through our unique connection with business, with what we do with schools, what we do with chambers of commerce, anything that plugs and plays with the opportunity to celebrate what is going on here, we lift everybody up. The hall is a beacon. It allows us to energize around that through its mission and values, but most importantly, its iconic nature of raising things up on a national level. We get the opportunity to come right here and say, it's our friend right here in our backyard. Let's lift it up and energize the work around it. Mike, let's go back to 1978. I have to go back to 1978, your senior year at Minerva High School, where not only were you the valedictorian, you know, let's give it up for that. Okay, I need an air horn. I, I, I need an air horn. I need a rattle or something. Uh, but let's talk about how you were the captain of your football team, your basketball team. You were all league selected in football and baseball. So when you talk about integrity, you talk about those values of the game, this was something that you were exercising at a very early age in your career. Mm, boy, it's so kind of you bring that up, and I'm humbled to hear those words. And very quickly, I typically deflect that to I was a great teammate lifting others up. But I'll share a little story where I think I was being used. I truly believe there's a little divine inspiration looking at a 5'6", 145 pound player in three sports, being able to plug and play through the assignments, through the positions given, and have the opportunity to say, hey, there are things in your life that may be bigger than you, mm -hmm. but when you use your skills and talents correctly, and you have integrity, and you can lead, you're bigger than that statistical information. So I think I was being used through those sports to say, hey, statistically, you are wonderful, but at the same time, look at the size and what you're able to do. It's, to me, the metaphor of life. What we look at to say, is it too big? Not if we just put our own skills and talents in. It's a great neutralizer. Then after that, things result, and the things you shared resulted. So I'm humbled by that, but I believe I was being used divinely to let others take a look at that and say, you can do that too if that little guy can. But let's talk about your mindset and your workload because like I said, you were the captain of, of these various sports teams, but you was also the Valley Victorian. You had also was hitting the books as well. Mm. Wonderful family value around that very early in life. Mom and dad, around that kitchen table, you can picture that. After dinner, I'm oldest of six. So there are always four or five of us just around that table knocking it out. So it was valued, it was modeled, and certainly then we connected to using our best skills and talents. So blessed to do that. I used to tell folks on that valedictorian thing, hey, I was only one of three guys in the whole class, two of them left at semester time. So I was the last guy standing. That's how I got to be valedictorian. He's so modest. He is so modest. But you carry that to the University of Mount Union. And not only were you an outstanding student, but once again, you exemplified that through your sport of baseball. Yeah, baseball was the call around all the other sports. You know, I was a five, six point guard in basketball. Mm -hmm. I was the H-back, and in today's offenses, I was the Julian Edelman of my team. Mm. So I returned punts, was the H-back, played defensive back as well. So I didn't come off the field at that size, but also knew that size was gonna be the big neutralizer moving forward. Basketball, the same way, a five, six point guard. Ball distribution, get your layups and pull up jump shots. That's how you were operating. Wow. But baseball was the way to be the great neutralizer to play at the next level. So I was a middle infielder and was fortunate enough to let her four years and, and captain the team my senior year simply by using those same values that were given and a big belief in, hey, it's bigger than me. Let's use those skills and talents and lift it up. What were some of your fondest memories of playing? As I think about baseball and the fondest memories, the dugout and the road trips, when you just get to know people, mm. rain delays where you're playing euchre and just learning about what folks do their whole journey of life and then, of course, playing the game and competing competition was the best. How quickly could you figure it out? 
position yourself correctly, and then really neutralize the opponent, and whatever that would be. I was a leadoff hitter, so I always worked counts. My job was to make that pitcher go deep into his count, put the ball in play. But if I could get to a seven to a nine pitch uh, at bat each time, I was helping those behind me in the order. So I always had a little design, a little strategy around being a leadoff hitter, middle infielder, and just being quick and smart. Mike, we're always faced with adversity. Talk about some of the things that, that through your childhood that you were able to overcome adversity when you faced it. You know, a lot of times folks think of adversity in those small segments of competition mm -hmm. or, you know, a devastating thing that happens to you personally. Our family had one that was probably as devastating as you could think of. My mom passed away at age 40 from brain cancer. I was the oldest of six. It was my senior year. My youngest sister was in first grade. So I'm 18, my youngest sister is six, and my mom passed away at age 40. We had a community rally around our family. My father was a biology teacher at wow. the time and baseball coach. So it was gonna be hard for all of us, and that was far too young. So community rallied around us. I don't think there was a meal that we had to cook for the first six months after that happened. People were always in our house helping, getting my younger sister and brother off to school back in at the end of the day, always plugging the gaps where my dad couldn't do it. So that issue in life watched the sense of community lift others up, people being so selfless. And even in time of grief and when you're hurting, you can step in someone's space and just anchor them and pull them along. That lives on in my life every day as we speak today. Wow, Mike, that's amazing because um, unfortunately my mom passed away to cancer, kidney mm. cancer. Um, she was 60 and she lived a very, long I would say long life because she taught us grace she ah. taught us how to pass on gracefully I love that and, word and, and she taught us that you know what don't think of me think of the little kid that's four five six seven years old that has cancer that doesn't have a chance you know I got a chance to live my life mm -hmm. I got a chance to see my granddaughter and see my son grow up and become the man who he is today so it, it, it's one of those things that I learned grace when my mm -hmm. mom passed away and uh, wow wow that's amazing. well I, I metaphorically wrap my arms around you for sure given what you went through but how about the lessons that we pick up from those yeah in their toughest spots right. grace right I'm sure peace right and at the right. same time let's look beyond me to someone else and what can we do now to help absolutely them? It, it gives you clarity and it gives you a sense of purpose if you mm -hmm. will mm -hmm. when you lose someone so close to you like that and um, you you understand that time is of the essence mm -hmm. and you don't have time to waste um, but wow, the lessons learned, and I carry I carry her with me today. I'm well, a mama's boy. Well, I'll do the same thing. I'll right back at <laughs> you. I'll do this boy. right now. <laughs> I'm That's a perfect. Boy. I'm That's... a mama's boy. Um, during enshrinement, uh, there's so much going on. But one of the highlights, um, we have what a few of our gold jackets um, that participate in the Game Changers uh, uh, event, and you are part of that. Mm. Talk about that that moving um, event that we have because it's just all walks of men here praising the Lord. Mm. It's a beautiful thing. It's a little over five years old, and when we think about Game Plan for Life or Game Changers, it connects to Joe Gibbs and his camp. Right. So that was how David Baker George, Varys, and the team here helped us connect to, hey, what if we put an event together right. on the front end of the Hall of Fame series? And almost like that opening prayer concept before you run the whole activity slate as busy as you guys all are. Right. So it was beautifully placed on the Wednesday. David does a great job of connecting the gold jackets who, the power is who have lived a particular life where they walk with the Lord, but at the same time have managed those obstacles or things through their career 
that could have easily bumped them right or left. What did they anchor to? It was their faith. Right. And so we had a chance to say, let's localize that. Mm. David's going to bring a couple of gold jackets who can talk about it nationally, but each of us is walking locally. And the team, if I might just share the names of the absolutely, guys on the team, absolutely. I don't want to leave anyone out, but absolutely. just to hear these over the air would be uh, Kevin Kinsley, mm. Trista Todd, Ernie Blood, Pastor Hector McDaniel, Marion Koblentz, Ron Viscount, Dean Windham, Will Adamzak, Mark Vandegrift, and John Regas from here at the hall. Right. So that's our planning team, and David works right up front with us. We get the gold jacket who typically is going to be inducted, right. or two, or a panel, and we just let them talk, and it is just so beautiful. A little, about 1,300 folks last year. And what is the feedback that you, that you get from the men that actually come? Relatable and relationship. They come thinking they're going to just particularly see a Hall of Famer talk, right. but very quickly that all diminishes to the walk of life that these guys have had that is so similar to those guys sitting out there. It neutralizes it to the spot of how can we be better men? Right. Men in lives of people can lift it up and we need to be present. And so there's that whole walk idea. So it's cool how it brings it down and then lets you get inspired to go do something with it. Yeah, last year, you know, I love Aeneas Williams. Aeneas Williams is one of my favorite gold jackets. No disrespect to any other, but, you know, it's funny. Before I got hired here, I got a chance to hear Aeneas give his speech in 2014. And he always talks about, you know, your cement being dry, but there's more work to be done and really inspiring the youth. But um, I'm just a, a huge Ray Lewis fan, and he's just so full of passion and fire. And to see him speak at last year's event was amazing. Boy, what, as you think about Ray and Aeneas, as you share with them, the cool thing is they brought it right down to just say, tell someone you love them. Right. <laughs> Get in their space. Yeah. Walk with them. Yeah. You know, these guys who could easily say, here's a big gold jacket plan. Mm -hmm. They bring it right down to connect right. to a heart. Yeah. And find a way, no matter what, find a way to, to be in the spaces of people. And I'm sorry, I, I, I would be remiss to, to mention uh, Brian Dawkins. Uh. Brian Dawkins was amazing this year. You know, he talked about that. You know how men tend to say, "Oh, I love you, brother." You know, just say, "I love you, brother," mm. and it's fine. It's 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 no machismo, no trying to be macho. It's just it's 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 okay to cry and say, "I love you, brother." Mm. How about fundamentally, we are so relational. Humans right. are so relationship driven that if we can think that way with our relationships with people, friends, family, and get to that heartfelt spot, it's amazing what that energy does to the rest of the work. Wow, wow. So Mike, I, I have to ask you, in, in your current position with All Care, talk about some of the unique things that you have going on out in the community, inspiring others. The community engagement role at All Care is really cool because they give me basically a blank white canvas. Wow. And they say, Mike, go ahead and just engage us with the community knowing that All Care's value in their DNA mm -hmm. is to lift community up. So interestingly enough, last year, 2018, out of 132 appearances, inspirational talks, strategic plans, emceeing events, just ways to lift folks up in their not-for-profit, in their school world, or just in their business world. So that piece has been wonderful. And then our contribution level is up to about $333,000 on an annual basis just lifting up events. Wow, I can't wait for Lunch and Learn today. <laughs> Lastly, before we get out of here, I look at your extensive family, but let's talk about your legacy. How does Mike Galena want to be remembered? Boy, that's always the loaded question because folks can get real busy with it. My best way, summarizing it quickly, is that when I was in your space, no matter what that was, no matter how old I was or what I was doing, did my energy reflect your energy? Mm. Did I bounce it back like a mirror and cause your heart to go boom and then go do something with that? So my legacy, I would like to say, was I the best mirror sending your best back to you every single time we had an encounter? 
If so, legacy completed. Michaelina, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. I'm Jameer Howerton, Michaelina, and that's it for the mission.